50 Records podcast series, Birth of the Song. We'll take you through the process of songwriting and production with the songwriters of our latest releases. Be sure to subscribe and stay up to date on upcoming episodes. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. At least I didn't say, hey, guys, right? Because every YouTube channel is like, hey, guys. At least that's what my kids listen to. Anyway, I am here with the one, the only, the infamous, the wonderfully talented Chris Rollins on this. Yes, you. Say hi, Chris. Oh, hi, Chris. That was a good good intro. Thank you. Oh, where did you come from? Um, This is the first episode in the Behind the Song series for Thrifty Records. You are the um, you are my first, so congratulations. No pressure. Um, if Ooh. this goes bad, we can only go up from here, right? Yep. That, that, I'll set it low. <laughs> I mean, it'll probably be really quick, right? Oh yeah. And Tony's here. Tony. Hello. Peanut butter and jelly Tenerelli. Hi. <laughs> Chris picked me up on the way. <laughs> no, he from, no, he didn't. He picked me up from 2003. Okay, that's fair. I went 88. Anyway, like oh. I said in the intro, you and I go way, way, way back. Um, in fact, I think our friendship you is missed my old Back enough. to the Future reference when I said I, I went 88. 88. Because he said oh, I picked him up in 03. Yeah. I, I just it. didn't want to be out of context. I like it. I okay, like it. Go ahead. So our friendship <laughs> is old enough to buy lottery tickets now. Yes. Which is pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty cool. Like we were MySpace friends long before <laughs> for anything else. So, you know, here we are today. Still working on music, still doing our thing. Um, so the new single is called I Know It's Not Safe. That is correct. Were there any other working titles before we get into the meat and potatoes of it? No, there weren't. It, okay. it was it was always safe. Okay. And then once I came to record it and again knew I was going to promote it, I said, well, safe may be misleading, you know. So However, if I cool. would have renamed it now, just knowing how I name song titles okay. and uh, given the meaning of the song, what it's come to mean, I would have called it Good Grief. I, I just know myself well enough that okay. I would have called it Good Grief. Okay. Because it's grief and... Grief that you're looking you forward to that? that you accept. And you say that in the song. I do say it in the song. Yes. You do. I open the line. You do open it. Yes. I open the song with that. Way, way to listen to your own song. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So the idea of I know it's not safe. Mm-hmm. Where do you as a songwriter start with the inspiration? And how do you get that into some sort of wheel turning? Yep. So the way I write is very... Uh, improvisational, very stream of consciousness. Okay. And it normally starts with one idea uh, or, or a, a general riff. And so in this case, I, I had the intro and then I just kind of palm muted my way through the song and just started improvising. And uh, I see you have punk roots, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was on my mind, because I don't know what the song's going to be about, right? It, right. Based on my process like that. Sometimes mm-hmm. I, I go in knowing what I want to write about, but it, uh, if I'm just fooling around on the guitar and something strikes me, I don't know what the song's going to be about. So, uh, so it was more at this point, it was more of like a, a chord progression or a, a yep. guitar riff or something. Okay. That's exactly it. And I, you know, I probably played it a bunch of times and then said, okay, let's see what comes out naturally. Sure. And that opening line came out. Good okay. grief. You are who you are. And so far it's not looking good from here. Okay. That's what came out originally. But then, uh, instantly I said, I don't want to write that song because it's not looking good from here was like a negative. And I said, I don't want to write a negative okay. song. So I instantly went and said, and so far it, it is, it's looking so good from here. Okay. I got to remember my lyrics. <laughs> and so that instantly changed what the next line was going to be and so on and so forth. Okay. And, uh, 
so you had to kind of shift gears a little bit, knowing that your natural tendency was is not somewhere you wanted to go. Correct. Okay. That's exactly right. I have cool. a very, uh, almost like an alkaline trio, I would say, where you kind of look on the, the negative side of things. Okay. And sometimes you just want to write a positive song. Totally. And, uh, and you have to, if you're not necessarily in that positive frame of, frame mind, of mind, you have you've to kind of, and yeah, it's like, well, how do you do this? Oh, well, just instead of saying not, just say it is, you know, right. and now it's yeah. a positive. So that, yeah, sorry. Okay. No, that's, that's good. Yeah. It's interesting to me because I mean, obviously the difference between an artist is going to be the songs, mm-hmm. right? So for me, I was always drawn to songwriters in terms of like, man, how do they do that? Right. I mean, mm-hmm. how do they sit in a room? Like it's no surprise to anybody who knows me knows that Bon Jovi was the end all be all for me when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> and when I found out that they wrote, um, living on a prayer and what was the other big song on that record? I'll have to edit this. You Give Love a Bad Name. Okay. Living on a Prayer, You Give Love a Bad Name, were written the same day. Okay. They had um, Desmond Child, who produced that record, came over to Richie Sambora's parents' house, if I'm remembering this correctly, and sat in their basement and wrote probably the two biggest songs of the 80s in the same afternoon. To me, that's amazing, because like the residuals of that, not only like <laughs> popularity, yeah. but like the <clears throat> financial, like that's a... Well, that's a million dollar day right there. Yeah. But I find as far as when it, when I write a song mm-hmm. that I that I like, anything I reference as far as a good song will be meaning one that I like. When I do that, chances are another one is close behind. Okay. Meaning I get in the these these streaks so to speak right, where yeah, I'll yeah. write two or three. You ride the wave. You ride the wave. The same mm-hmm. as a writer's block, it's the mm-hmm. opposite and it's yep. like we'll ride this wave out. Mm-hmm. Totally. And the hard part is, is being able to ride the wave. And we'll talk about this in the other podcast is being able to ride the, ride the ebb and the flow of it. You know, obviously when things are going well, it's easy just to keep writing. And you I gotta feel write like the sometimes when, when, it, when the well's dry, you it, just got to keep You got to keep going. I mean, it's gotta, it's just, yeah, you gotta it, push it, through. it's, it's a, it's a muscle. It is. A, that's exactly right. And you need to exercise. And there may be one thing that you could pull out of this mm-hmm. thing that isn't right. It's yep. not working. You know, it's not working, but there's a line, a melody, mm-hmm. I've talked about this before, that there was a song I wrote in, Tony and I wrote it, in 05, probably. Sure. And I think the bridge to that song I stole from a song I wrote in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, that's right. (laughs) It was like seven, eight years earlier. What was was the name of that original song? That bridge... It was something... I laughed so hard. Oh, it's it's terrible. Oh, it was the La La song. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh... Yeah, I mean that's that's what it was because I mean the course was all la la. I could have guessed but it was how like, it went. But it was just like okay. <laughs> but, a but I like the bridge. It was all yeah. I like the bridge. <laughs> well played. I like the bridge and it and it fit. The tempo fit the chord, the keys, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. and everything Perfect. else just kind of like fit. It was like okay, cool, there it is, mm-hmm. and then add another vocal part on it, and yeah, it was done. But um, yeah, so you want to just kind of be able to have that, I don't know, back catalog of ideas that you can kind of pull from, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so you got the chords going. You've got this first couple lines, and so you flip the script. Now what? So now the line, "Good grief!" So I should tell you who inspired the song, and that will give Charlie you kind of an idea of. Uh, <laughs> so I was seeing this girl very Good briefly. Grief. I was dating her, and then uh, then we lost touch. And about six months later, we reconnected very briefly. Then we lost touch. And about six months later, we reconnected and we lost touch. And so this pattern was going on. Okay. okay? But I was like, you know, I, I liked her a lot as a person. She was great. Kind of head over heels, you know, and like every time we would reconnect, I'm like, oh, maybe this is, this could be good. 
And, uh, but she, she was, she was great and funny and smart and all these things. And she would, she would use terms like if you gave her a compliment, she would say, Oh, good grief. And if she was, okay. if she was saying something self-deprecating, you okay. know, about herself, is that where the oy vey she'd comes go, from? Vey, you know, <laughs> okay. so All those right. two are okay. literally things that, that she would say. That's yeah. why. Well played. And then when I get into the oof does, that was, I actually had to research other terms of, uh, exclamation or whatever, <laughs> you know, I'm like, what's another way I could say this, you know? So, th so that's who inspired the song was this person that specifically is where those lines come from. And then you sure. start again, my free association, improv stream of consciousness mm -hmm. led me down, uh, the lyrics that eventually came so out. So you pull from personal experience. Correct. Okay. Is Correct. that something you find yourself doing a lot? Yes. I would say a majority of the time, uh, uh, to be a great, you know, I would love to write more, uh, makeup stories, which I'm, I'm trying to challenge myself a bit okay. more. Uh, but yeah, this particular song is okay. is a uh, uh, true to life experience, okay. and I, I say it's a song about two people who are a little afraid, apprehensive to start a relationship, but because it's the other person, because they think so much of them, that they're willing to put themselves out there and take the risk because the okay. reward would be worth it. You know, hence, sure, hence. You know, the chorus basically means I know it's not safe. I know something bad. You know, this is probably may not end well, but because it's you, I want to take that chance. So okay. That's kind of what the overall theme of the song is uh, about being a little, again, apprehensive to start a relationship. So you just write this in your living room, acoustic guitar. That's exactly. Yep. Standing up, pretending I'm standing playing. up. Yep. Okay. Pretending I'm playing in front. Okay. Of and that's where some of your videos from your Facebook yeah, exactly. page and things like that just kind of come exactly. About. Okay. Cool. Well, no, anything that I post would be like, I kind of worked the song out a bit, you know? Yeah, I'm sure you weren't yeah. like, yeah, Facebook yeah. Live, here's like, how I write a yeah. song. No, oh, no, 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 because it's a lot of, it's a lot of repeating over and over until you get the right, you know, mm -hmm. phrasing yeah. of a mm -hmm. word. Yeah, to get the cadence yeah. and everything else that you're trying to, mm -hmm. yeah, I, trying to figure it I out. Ever, I have to remember how I don't know how to play guitar. I was like, did it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That's not it. That's not it. Your fingers aren't working. <laughs> I'll try it again. Oh, a yeah. Bit. Yep. I got to crack my knuckles and then it works fine. I like the way you did that. I didn't even have to put it in a sound effect. Yeah. It was pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that Foley file? <laughs> it's terrible. All right. So you have this idea, you have this song. Now you've got something that's audible. Mm -hmm. I, was, I almost said tangible, but I guess you really can't hold your song yet. Um, what happens now? So now I, I, I just keep playing and I just keep playing. Sometimes okay. it, sometimes it comes out mm -hmm. in this particular case, it came out rather quickly. You know, okay. the, the overall arrangement was done in an hour. So not too many variations or like I should lengthen this or I should shorten this. No. Or and, and that's what I mean when I say the arrangement, like, so, okay, I'm going to do this verse. I'm going to do this verse. I'm going to do the chorus. I'm going to do this bridge. I'm going to end it with the chorus. Once that was done and I, and I had the shell of it, I did have to go back and again, tweak words to fit and because there were there were lines in the song I could have taken it like I had them written out they hit the cutting room floor very early in the process that would have taken it down a, the same road but more more specific about certain things that like okay. oh this song doesn't need that you don't need to tell you don't need to talk about the history of why you feel it's not safe in this particular case right. you could just allude to certain things I feel like the less specific you are sometimes yep in approaching songwriting, the easier it is to relate to other people. Because in this situation, it's just you and this girl. 
yep. that could really relate to the actual true sense of the story. Mm-hmm. But you could sing it in a way that we the, connect the to listener, it. right? And that's always my goal. I always say I want to mm-hmm. write specific enough where where people go, oh, he's telling a specific story, right. but vague enough that they but go the good you, grief, the oy vey, put yourself like in that this situation, make it much more specific to this person, right? But it can also translate to right. And then I use vague, vague line, like this time last year was a honeymoon's comparatively speaking, right? It's like, well, what does that mean? It's like, well, I have my meaning of what it right. means, but mm-hmm. hopefully, it's it's vague enough that. You know, right. people can put their Cause, cause own you, interpretations. You on. want, you know, as a songwriter, you want to be able to connect with people. That's why we write songs. Correct. Right. Correct. That's, I mean, for me, that's the end all be all. Right. And I've had people say like, oh, you know, that's a good song. It's really catchy. Uh, things like that. But I haven't yet had anyone say like, oh, that song touched me personally or okay. like I I know what this guy was going through and that that's like a goal of mine of of trying to relate more to right. trying to write stuff that is a bit more vague because I I, I used to write I guess more too specifically I, I guess okay you know so uh, songwriting again it's a muscle you're always trying to get better yep. you're always trying mm-hmm. to do new things and that's all we try and do mm-hmm you know, hopefully, you know, there's people out there listening that are songwriters and going, I totally get that. You know, I don't, how do I get better at that? How do I get past whatever? And, you know, we'll, we'll touch more on this on the other episode when we, uh, when we delve headlong into that. But, okay. So you have the idea, right? Yep. Do you record it in any format on your phone, whatever, take yourself out of the actual performance of the song Mm -hmm. and be able to listen critically? Uh, See, I have the benefit of that. Like we're sitting in my studio. Like I can <laughs> I can get a pretty good idea yes. of the song as it goes on. But I didn't know like if you have like a you don't have a studio set up at home or anything. No, like that, but right? I'll go to the phone right away as okay. a way to kind of catalog it. That's uh, the other thing too, is you want to get it down so you don't forget it. For you're right. I have notes and and stuff, but the full like once the song's done, again, it's very improvisational. And then it's like if I can't remember it. Certainly there are times where like a melody line, you're going to want to capture that Mm -hmm. because that's the stuff that will escape me more than the lyrics. I always write out my lyrics, like type them up in a, uh, in the notes section in logic for any of you Mm -mm. doll users out there. Um, Just because I'm afraid that of turning into Def Leppard where like this sounds really cool, but if you read their lyrics, you're like, this makes absolutely no sense. So I want to make sure that like I'm staying on target in terms of, okay, this verse needs to flow into the chorus and then, Verse two needs to make sense. And then should there be a bridge? Because musically, I always think there should be a bridge. But if there's nothing lyrically, then maybe it needs to be an instrumental Yeah, you don't section. need to force it if it's right. not right. So yeah. I just feel like I have to, like, you know, type mine out. That makes sense. I started writing my lyrics out recently because I'm like, oh, it's kind of cool having something tangible. With That's my, true, too. Yeah. My terrible handwriting. It's oh, just it's like, bad. Yeah. <laughs> it is bad. I should have been a doctor. <laughs> Based on that, yes, yeah. your handwriting's terrible. Yes. Congratulations! Congratulations! Here, you should do brain Thursday. surgery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a rocket surgeon, but wow. um, yeah, but I don't know. And then, like, but I do a lot of what you're talking about. Is I'll just record Chris. it, Chris. Your point. No one can I'm see your point. Yeah, yeah, what? You? No, you, the listener. Podcast can't point. Um, yeah, where I'll just like play it over and over again and mm-hmm. record an audio version on my phone. And a lot of times I won't even write it down because yeah, you just sort of, you play it over and over again. It becomes repetitive. So there are some lines in this song Mm -hmm. where they weren't, 
uh, where I wanted them to be, but the idea was there. So in that case, I did put them in my phone. I, I and I I wrote out like different options. Okay. But again, it wasn't like the song as a whole. The line I'm specifically you, you're is talking about just like placement, like which line should be in front of which. Well, it it was it was the verb because again, so I'll write stream of consciousness, and then sometimes it comes out in in such a way. Well, all right, let me write down that wording so I don't forget that wording. Okay. Not I don't forget where it goes in the song. Like I, okay. I'll remember that. The line specifically in, in safe is uh they parched us good, so good in fact we don't even want water. That's a brilliant line. Thank you. Uh let me first start off that I use parched as a verb, which yes. I was really happy with. That's pretty good. Uh and but that line came out as uh, you know, we're you know we're thirsty, but we don't even want water or, you know, and they're part. So it became, wait, who's parched? Are we parched? Did they parch us? Are we they parched thirsty? You, right? Do they want water? Like, so it was literally in my phone. I have like 12 variations of that line to figure out just so I could, I guess, see that. Okay. Uh, and then I settled on, they parched us okay. good. We don't even want water. Mode. The repetitiveness helps me remember the song I, okay. I guess is is okay. really why I do it and and to get it out and flush it out and mm -hmm. and you you know that improv session will be or that repetitiveness will will be 10 minutes long knowing okay. that well the song's only going to be three minutes so but it gives yourself a, a playground to work with mm -hmm. you know and then you repeat the stuff that you like when you're when oh totally and yeah. then because in the moment, again, of this improvising a song, well, that line didn't work. I'm not, you know, don't say that again. But when it's like Eureka, you hit a good melody line with a good turn of phrase. It's like, all right, repeat that, repeat that, mm -hmm. repeat that. Put that after this verse. Now repeat it again with the verse and, you know. Right. And just kind of build on that. Yeah. It's yeah. like the Jackson Brown story in the Eagles documentary. If you ever saw that, how he just kept playing and playing, doctor my eyes oh, over and so. over really? again. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and that's well, it's similar to memorization. If you're trying to remember something for an exam or for work or whatever, you know, just that repetition of, mm -hmm. you know, repeating it so that it stays with you. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Well, let's talk about the process that brought you in here and involving the heroes. Okay. So a lot of things lined up. Heroes. Like it was all kind of in front of me the whole time or us the whole time. But okay. uh, a lot of things lined up to... Uh, kind of go forward with it. And the th those three things are you guys posted, you had a, a show and you guys posted a, a video of your show, a performance. What well, maybe it was 30 seconds or something. Okay. And I'm like, Oh, the, you know, no surprise, but Oh, these guys sound good and tighter than ever. And, and then you guys were releasing. This could be you volume one. Is that what it was? Yeah. The green one. I believe so. Okay. And so now I have the live performance going, oh, these guys sound tight. Then I, I see this recording come through and I go, oh my God, this production is amazing. I'm smiling. And then <laughs> <laughs> the podcast listeners can't see you smiling. Good. And then the smile audibly. <laughs> <laughs> that was so awkward. Perfect. We need to do video of this. Perfect. That you could use a sound effect. <laughs> uh, and then the third thing is. I'll post uh, these videos, you know, like the next day after, like I, I flushed out a song and I did one and Tony uh, reacted to it. He liked it. And yep. I think he left a comment. And so that. Wait, was was his comment more guitar? No, no, no. It was, <laughs> no, it was. Sounds good, dude. Keep it up. Something like that. You it's know? awesome. It was and so it was those three things that I go, wait, 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 you know, 
now, and I had just written, I think, like She Tokyo and Safe. Okay. Which I was really proud of. She Tokyo will be the next single available on Thrifty Records. And uh, and I got the urge to go into the studio. Okay. And I'm like, well, how do you do it? Because I've tried it in the past, you know, and because mm-hmm. I don't really have a band. Right. I have a rotating crop of musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's normally their side project, which I want it to be, mm-hmm. because I'll be, you know, I'll do it and then everyone goes and does their own thing and, mm-hmm. and that's good. There's no pressure to... You know, we had we had a separate conversation, and Tony and I about this today at lunch, about having working musicians playing in your band, mm-hmm. and I think it's super beneficial. I think a lot of bands think, oh no, I've got to have I got to have this drummer exclusively. Well, then the problem is, is like if you take a break, they take a break, mm-hmm. and oh, you yeah. want and you want them to wait for you. I'd rather play with guys that are playing all the time mm-hmm. and are trying to pencil me in. Because I'm getting that I'm getting the best from them. Mm-hmm. Totally, they're they're into it, especially if they're playing in a bunch of different genre bands. Mm-hmm. Then they're getting just the, then what they bring to the table when we're writing songs absolutely. or playing songs. It's yep. just like you can't. Yeah, you're getting the best of that person, right? You're and that, and, that, and that's what you want to bring to the table, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not getting so, somebody that's dusting off their drums and. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is how I play it." Well, I love that Tony plays in like nineteen other bands because it's just kind of like, "Here's the song idea," and he comes up with something I never, ever, ever yeah. would have thought of. And that's the whole point in having other people yeah. play on it. And it's that collaboration because mm-hmm. I'm not playing in nineteen bands. You right. know, I'm playing in this one, mm-hmm. but I get to, uh, you know, when I'm lucky, I get to work with those different musicians, right. and that's what it's all about, right? Totally. It's yep. you know. It's that mm-hmm. collaboration, going mm-hmm. in the studio, people adding stuff to your vision that you would have never thought of. Like right. the whole thing. That's is just the whole point. Awesome. You like, know? It's just amazing. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's such a fun process to be like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. So, so when Tony commented, that's when the thought came to me. Like, wait, yeah. you should go get in touch with Drew. Mm-hmm. See if you can record these songs and ask the heroes to be your backup band. Sure. That was my idea. Mm-hmm. And, and I... I think I just asked it that simply, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. Literally, it was, it was think, like, okay, hey guys, yeah, I want to I mean, record. Yeah, would you mind? You know, do you want to collaborate on this? You said, and I will repeat. <laughs> maybe we should discuss the heroes laying some background tracks for some, and the balloon songs could be fun. I like the could be fun. Could that's, be. I'm not sure. That's like yeah, how, exactly. That's like how I, I ask like a girl fun. out. Like, I, like I give them the option to say no. <laughs> yeah. And then like I gave you this big long thing, and then no. Drew's, Drew's number. Yeah, whatever. Tony, too many words, Tenerelli. <laughs> and then Chris says, and then Chris says, thanks, brother. Yeah, could be fun again. Yeah, could, could be. be fun. I reiterate it. Yeah, could be fun. Yeah. I like it. And was it? Well, it worked out because I mean, Meh. I mean, remember the first time He's you naughty. came in here just to check the place out, and yeah. it was like. 2003 times, again, yeah. You know? It was so yeah. Because we have worked together in the oh, past. We have. We were recording um, a couple when he of times, came in, right? I think the first time. I think we were doing guitars, right? Correct. Yeah. So Four. it was kind of cool. Yeah, he came in, and and it was it, it was it was is Drew, Tony, and Dominic in the room, uh, re- recording guitars, talking about music, and you know Chris came in, and it was just like, hey, it was like 2003. It was yeah. again, and it was fun, you know. It was fun. And it's uh, comfortable. It was very natural. You know, I mean, we've, yeah. we've, we've all known each other and well, kind of what... worked, done shows together for as long as I can remember. And right. Yeah. It's just kind of picking up where you and left that, off. And that, I think, speaks more to, like, personalities, too. You know what I mean? It was, yeah. Yeah. It, w- it was a very comfortable and smooth process, I think, in terms of getting the final product that we're all 
fairly proud of. Yeah, like I mean, like yeah, <laughs> when you have when you're in the middle of like a creative thing, like recording or something, and then somebody comes in, like I know it's not safe, but you made me feel. <laughs> You make me feel so. <laughs> we need we need to do videos yeah. of these moving forward because the looks you give are just like what in the. Did you guys so hear animated. what I said? Did you hear what I said? That's the yeah. song. Uh, <laughs> Get the reference. <laughs> Stick around to the end of the podcast to hear what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just do your own DJ fade out? Wow. Terrible. I'm not giving you the stems to do a remix. Never. <laughs> but I. But. I have to be on like when I sent that that text or that message, okay. you know, you kind of right. I had this whole yeah, yeah. That's uh, and that's where I was going to go next. Vision like, what, of what was your how is this going to play out? Right. And I have to be you know, and I'm wishful thinking and oh well, you know, like we'll collaborate well together. We'll have an awesome product, a a, a, a recording that I'm proud of, and and so many other things. That's exactly what came to be. Like it's it's almost bizarre how the last couple months have been dur during the process. Like it's exactly how I envisioned it. Okay. It's, that's good. That's yeah. Awesome. I mean, it's yeah. So once we agreed and right, I came to the studio mm -hmm. and we all met and we discussed it and then drew you and I got together and we, we laid down the scratch track. Scratch tracks. Yeah. And in fact, let, I'm going to interject this cause this is interesting. The scratch track for the acoustic and the vocal were done at the same time. Yes, it was. Um, and, Just and, a 57 on the guitar, and I think I threw a ribbon mic in front of your face. So what's funny is we we did the we did She Tokyo first, and we we, did. we spent a, a bit of time on that. Mm -hmm. And I remember you're sitting right where you are now, and you turn around and you say, uh, "Okay, what's next?" And truth be told, She Tokyo was the reason I. Like, that was the number one song I knew I was going to record. Okay, number two. That's right. We talked about it, and you were like, "Um." And uh, I have to give. A what was the other song? It was going to be a song called Small Talk, which I'd still like to record at some point. Okay. But uh, Safe was the right choice, just given how everything's worked out. Uh, and I have to give a shout out to my friend Natalie, because I asked her a couple days before coming in. Yeah, Natalie. I'm, yeah. I'm like, of all the songs I've posted Natalie. recently, and she's so supportive and engaged on my social media. So oh, she's engaged? No, she's Sorry. not engaged yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> I asked her, uh, you know, of all the songs that I posted recently, do any stand out? You know, I think I told her I was going to go record and she said safe, you mm -hmm. know. Awesome. And so I have to give a shout out to her for doing that because up until and including the moment you turned around and said, what next? <laughs> I was still no up idea. in the air. Really? Okay. And, and, and I'm so glad I did. It came together pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, I felt like there wasn't a lot of obstacles. There wasn't a lot of hurdles. It was just kind of like. All right, cool. Yeah, let's just get this down. So, yeah. Yeah, and and even the end result of Safe, uh, I, I would say it kind of fits in a box, unlike other songs where, like, you could take them in a lot of different directions. Okay. Safe, I felt like uh, it's pretty straightforward. You could do a lot of different things, mm -hmm. but you're not going to go off the wall with— Yeah, it didn't need to be, yeah. It kind of presented itself mm -hmm. as, as is, and— the other guys were just going to build on it. And that's exactly what right. happened. And and I didn't tell anyone what to do. And not that I would being a collaborative oh, thing. Oh, I beg to differ. But <laughs> no, I'm just Maybe kidding. from a mixing standpoint. <laughs> but like Tony, uh, Tony and, and Sam, who ended up uh, playing bass. Sam killed it that day. And I have to tell you about Sam. So again, this was kind of like spur of the moment, you know, like there was no big plan. I, I just want to go record, kind of be my pet project. I'll collaborate with the heroes. Dominic and Tony and Drew and 
and uh, and that will be that. And I'll surprise my friends with it, and you know, almost like, hey guys, I I I painted a picture, you know, like nothing big or fancy, right. just I did this thing. But as soon as we laid down the scratch track and the drums, uh, like I'm like, oh, this could be pretty good. Yeah. And so I I I, I messaged Sam the next day, and I I just said, hey, give me a call when you when you have a second, no rush. 30 minutes later, he calls me. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I go, uh, I, I'm, you know, I, I ended up going to record with Drew. I was going to kind of keep it under my hat a bit, but, you know, I'm kind of getting excited about it. And, you know, I wouldn't, I, I wanted to give you almost right to first refusal. Mm-hmm. You know, I want, I want you to, I'd love for you to play. But, and before I even got the sentence out, he, you know, he's like, yeah, he's absolutely. Like, Not hearing the songs, you know, just yeah. having that. He's, again, just another music lover mm-hmm. and just an awesome, bass player like i i you know i think i just love just he's incredible i just love i could marry a bass player not like him but like the music side of him right totally yeah (laughs) if i could marry sam if i could marry him (laughs) and legally i mean he'd have to get he's married he's married yeah way to be a homewrecker tony well you know i have good lawyers (laughs) and uh yeah i would marry him and then the fact he played bass is bonus he could play bass at our wedding (laughs) <laughs> that just got really weird. <laughs> he just like he fills in the gaps, right? He, totally. So my songs are pretty simple, straightforward. These four or five chord songs. Well, how do you fill that out? Well, you you go to Sam. I know Sam's gonna fill it out, mm-hmm. and I'm lucky. You know, there's so many great musicians in the, in Chicago, and I you know I like to think I know two of the best bass players you know in the city, and the fact I could tap into those resources Why with not? a phone it's, call. It's dumb not to. Yeah. Like I'm so grateful for that. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, the benefits of doing this as long as we have, you know, you just get to know people that, you know, you can, you, you can pick people to come in and help you tell your story in a way that makes sense. Right. Right. Cause you could have called a handful of bass players that would have not <laughs> done, D- done a good job. Right. You know what and I mean? Taking it in a different direction. So you direction got that element of it being mm-hmm. uh, just the awesome bass player. But then you also have, you know, Sam's my brother and one of my best friends. So you right. have that personal side that mm-hmm. oh we're going to do this fun creative project together right and so it was great mm-hmm. to share that with and him. i had never worked with sam before so i mean we played shows together and but he right he just and and the thing about Sam and his stories it was Ooh. he's the he's the best man the thing about uh, a little quirk about the recording process is right it normally goes bass and then or, or excuse me drums bass and then guitars and overdubs mm-hmm. and vocals yeah uh but just because of scheduling and time sam had to come in a little later yeah and which i you know i, I thought that was the last thing we recorded for the song wasn't it? it 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 was because of the scratch track and that's another quirky yeah side of we the ended story. up uh the final mix is actually chris's scratch track mm-hmm. um which was which was a mixing nightmare because there was so much bleed from the acoustic guitar because it was done live mm-hmm. and it was and done in that one take so that's all yeah I mean one. it wasn't I didn't even mess with mic placement like yeah. I just I wasn't worried about phase because I thought we're not really gonna keep either one of these so it right. doesn't matter this is just an and, outline and you want to know why though for, because when you turned around and said what's next I there was no pressure on me right I didn't put any pressure on myself I just said oh we'll do this one. And I did it without thinking, and it the song was really fresh, you know, mm-hmm. and I sang it exactly how I wanted to right. with no pressure. and Because uh, we actually did a vocal session. We did, an, an official one, quote right. unquote, that mm-hmm. 
I, I say, I sound like I'm trying to do an impression of myself right. and I'm not mm-hmm. hitting it. Yeah. And so here's the thing. I'm not the best singer. I do what, you know, I like to call talk singing, right? Okay. I talk really fast and I put a little melody behind it and mm-hmm. I hit a little bit of notes. Right. But I'm not, you know, Adele. <laughs> and so. What? I didn't notice. And. uh not a British woman with a beautiful voice? Cats out of the bag. Do a cat sound effect here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, That's a bag. So in safe, in safe, in safe, what I do is I, I put little emphasis on, on the words Mm -hmm. and I give them some character, whether it's, you know, I put an S at the end of honeymoons or I, I'll, I'll, I'll put a lisp on a word or, you know, I, I give something a little attitude, (laughs) you know, I do like, yeah, a little sass sass on it. And so it gives the words characters Mm -hmm. as, as like, it's a little trick, you know, here's the thing is it's, is the song is your story. And it needs to be told. I feel like there's something really authentic to hearing the author's version of a song, right? Mm-hmm. So you go to like um, really any of those like behind the scenes songwriters of things, and you listen to their versions as opposed to originals. Yes, and it's it's such an interesting, refreshing, right. raw look at it, right? Like Bob Dylan. I mean, you can go down the list mm-hmm. of all these songs that, like, all along the Watchtower. Right. Right? That I heard that on the radio the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, Jimmy doing it. And then it's like, I want to find Listen, Bob Dylan yeah. again. Because it's just, it's just such the a way different it was meant dynamic. To be, right, yeah, and it's just right. kind of like, that's the way From he his in, head, that's the first. Yeah. From his head out of his mouth. Right. Everything so, else is. And Jimmy's probably of, a better singer. <laughs> right, right. But it doesn't matter. There's right. something about, you know, a person telling their story. And I think that's important. Right. And not to muck it up, running it through a computer and making it sound. Well, that's what uh, another reason why I'm so proud. Like, like again, there's there's no auto tune on that or anything. Mm-hmm. It's so authentic yeah. that, and again, uh, it, it may not be like it's the best I can do, and that's what. Okay. And I knew that, and, that when, and that's and that's all you're trying to do, right? And so when we went and did my official vocal, and I, I go, it's not you know, it's not up to what it can be, right? You know, and I knew sending you the message, Drew, I, I think we're going to have to use the scratch track. And yeah. I knew it was going to, I think I even noted, I said, I know it's going to be a mixing nightmare a bit. Right. But, yeah, because it's going to limit us. Every time I cranked that compression, it was like, oh, there's so much acoustic guitar in there. Because we did go back and we redid the guitar. Mm-hmm. That so, we redid, So there's right. acoustic in there, but then trying to go through and like take out the, the acoustic, acoustic when the- you're not singing. And then it felt weird. So I had to kind of find a blend of that to kind of make it work and... Eventually found it, but yeah. You making the man work? Making yeah. me work. He, er- he earned. Yeah. That, that's good though. I, I like the, I like the challenges because it's so much different from you know me just in here doing my thing. And so. from a mixing standpoint, Drew, I'll ask you a question. Uh, so again, I, th- I think we I think it took four or five mixes to get to the final. You know, I, which I think is pretty low. You know, we didn't have. I think a, it was four because I think we did one. And I think there was three versions of two. Okay. And a lot of those were like. Yeah, Minute. small things. It, yeah. It, it, like I remember mm-hmm. hearing. Uh, well, think, the, the one note was the vocal double going into the chorus. Can you just pull that double back? Right. And it was like, oh, okay. Right. So it was, and that counts as a whole edit. So yeah. I don't. So what were your thoughts? Your take on on editing it? Well, well let's a, let's go back to the guitars. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So so we go in. We get the scratches down. Right. Yeah. Okay. Get you. In there, we lay down the drums. So yep. we got the drums, acoustic guitar, and the scratch vocal going now. Yep. And it's like, okay, well, let's get this happening <laughs> okay. and send it off to the guys. Yep. 
right? So that's yep. yeah, Tony and, and Dominic. And figure out guitars. So we're, let's go. I'm just gonna throw it to you, Tony, because at this point, this is what we have. We have no idea, <clears throat> no earthly idea. Well, I kind of have an idea of kind of where it's gonna go, just because we've been playing together so long. So send it off, and then I'll let you tell the story. Yeah, absolutely. You sent it to me. I was. I mean, we talked about it for so long. At that point, I mean, it was probably only like a couple of weeks, but I was so excited. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "This is gonna be great," <laughs> you know. So I, so I listened to the, uh, listened to that scratch vocal, scratch drum, scratch everything track, and uh, and as soon as it started going, I'm like, "Okay, all right." Like I was into it right away. I just started hearing like, "All right, this has got to be. There's got to be some grit here," and I'm just like, "Ooh, there's got to be a lead part here for sure. Lead part here," and I kept hearing something. I started singing it to myself, you know, do, 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 do. And I just like kind of, you start going over and over and over. And so I pick up my guitar and I'm like, all right, well, first what I do is uh, first, I'm going to learn how to play the guitar. I mean, yeah. First I pick up. That's a good place to start. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's not what I, what's the, hey, do you have any guitar for beginners? Wait here. I'm going to go take some lessons. I'll be back in four years. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Um, so I learned how to play the song on guitar. Okay. That's, you know? that's probably beneficial. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. So I like just pick it up and I learn exactly what you're doing. You know, and actually for this one it was it was it was awesome because you gave some notes in the Dropbox folder. Hey, this is what these are the chords I play here and here and, mm-hmm. and, and this is what I was thinking, whatever. So okay, cool. So I get that down and then as I'm playing with it, then I'm starting to kind of play off of it, you know. I mean it's capoed. And Capo, no, you didn't. Oh mm-hmm. snap! So then I start. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed you right. Guys. Um, so I start trying to like play what I'm singing, and uh, it probably took upwards to about an hour of like going back and forth and like playing through something. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. That that's pretty good. But it could be better. You know, it could be better. Could be better. You know, I keep pushing myself, and essentially came up with that part that you hear in the two turnarounds. That how's it go? That's the one with some. Uh, you should have just sang it, dude. Yeah. La 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 la. Is that good? No. No. That's terrible. I listened to a lot of Cold Chamber before I was doing it. Wow. Yeah, you're local. So I think while Tony's doing all this, right? I'm whatever whatever he's doing. No, I'm at home thinking. Okay, now it's in their hands, and 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 I go. Wait, what happens if you if you don't like it? Like you yeah, know, that's and I'm so I'm walking mm-hmm. myself through the pro and the, the the process, and I go, well, yeah, but this is a collaborative thing, so you know, I instantly tell myself like, well, don't have the mindset of saying no, like, you know, these guys are bringing stuff to the table, and they're they're engaged and they're willing to even do this, so you know, be as accepting as as possible. So I kind of know. Now, if you came in hot, you know, I may have shut it down a little bit, but right, cool it off. Uh, but it, that goes back to when I say everything kind of worked out exactly how I envisioned. Not that uh, I would have mind saying no or you know giving notes or things like right. that. But as it happens, the first time I heard uh, Tony do it, my first thought was, "Oh no, that's not how the song goes." <laughs> be- be- because you're so used to hearing. I'm like, yeah, this is just a, a simple song that I play on my couch, and it's it's all acoustic, right? I, I didn't yeah. imagine this, this. Oh, like this, a big picture, yeah, the, the, yeah, big picture, not yeah. The, not this particular one, you know. And uh, that that was the first time I heard it. The second time I heard it, I said, yeah, that's how the song goes. So I knew it was the right fit. Right. Yeah, and I, I that liked was it right fun away because 
you were standing across the room. Mm-hmm. I was I was on the opposite side of the room. I'm pointing for those watching at home. Um, <laughs> Again, not a YouTube video. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm playing, playing through it. You know, it's the same thing like you said when you're recording. It, like, amps up this pressure, which is, it's, it's non-existent except for in your head. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean... You press record and you're like, oh, yeah. And the, fu- the funny thing for me is because I spend so much time recording, I'd much rather record because if I mess up, delete and you do it oh, again. Start over. Sure. It's not yeah. like a live performance. Yeah. Where like everyone's watching you. They all heard you play a bad note. Yeah. If you play a bad note while you're recording, only the people in the room heard it. Yeah, that's true. And all the voices in my head. Nobody, nobody will listen to the song going. I wonder how many takes it took them to do that. They <laughs> don't care, fair. right? They don't care. So I'm, I'm playing the guitar, and we, we get a pretty good take, and yeah, pretty good tone too. And, oh yeah, the tones we came up. Sorry, with. yeah, I was pretty proud of that. Yeah, <laughs> um, and Chris actually made me feel uh, more comfortable. Feel he made so. me feel safe, and <laughs> he, he was like, he was like, all right, we. We got the take. It sounds good. Now let's play it a, a couple more times and uh, whatever you said, add a little street uh, cred. Yeah, give it some street cred. Yeah, put a little street cred to it. Cred in it. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. So then you just sort of like start playing. Um, at that point, I kind of broke out of the, all right, it's got to be perfect. Right. And it, and I went back to the, all right, if I was playing, just jamming it, like it, this is what it's going to be like. You know, it's, mm-hmm. there's And I believe that, that was the take. Totally perfect. That's the take that we ended up yep, taking. I yep. thought so. Yep. And that's a trick I learned from... Because we we had a good take. Right. But and, it, it, and didn't like, have, felt, it didn't I have felt that. Comfortable. It was yeah. just like, all right, cool. Yeah. I got I got my safety net is there. The difference is, is there is the notes and then there's the performance. Right. Right? I mean, the same thing is when you're reading. I can read this off the paper and it is correct. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Right. But it doesn't translate. It doesn't but, help right. tell the story. Right. You need a little personality into it. So, that's that's yeah, and that's that's like what it was. Your opinion, man. That's like your opinion, bro. Um, and then okay. uh, Dominic, the same thing yeah, yeah. with the solo. Yeah, and he showed me and because he sent that to you like on over his phone or yeah, something, phone right? message. And I and I don't know if it was because of the quality of coming through just in a text or the fact that he actually played it. But I'm like, oh yeah, that's got some grit there, you know. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, keep that. And he goes, he said something like, oh no, that's because of the recording. You could hear the the scratch track in the background. Okay. And I'm like, oh no, no, I want that grit. <laughs> and what he ended up playing does have, it's yeah. like the second part of the solo that da na na na. And I think my note to him was probably the same thing. Okay, we got it. Yeah. It's a little trick, right? Mm-hmm. Just to ease everyone's mind, even though we did have it. Right. And then I, I, I was waiting for him to have it so I could say, okay, pretend like you're playing in front of 50,000 people. I remember this. And you do not care at the same time, pretend like you're playing in a garage and you do not care. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of my my note. Meaning, well, you're a rock star, so just give it that. Just Yeah, just give it that right. attitude. Yeah. Or you're in a garage and you're just practicing and who right. cares? You can no, be loud no, as you that want. Be, be song silly, be fun, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give it that energy that it's going right. to need so it doesn't right. sound stiff, going back to yeah. reading a paper. Like, yep. So it doesn't sound stiff. Yep. You want to have that. I mean, you don't want that perfection. I think that doesn't. There's something about that that doesn't translate. Timeless music isn't sterile. Right. And you told me, you know, you eased my mind a couple times, giving me so many references uh, with the vocals, most mm-hmm. notably, because that was what I was most worried right. about and anxious about. And then as as it turns out, we ended up using the scratch track. Right. But Which is funny because you weren't, 
you weren't mentally in that place where you were thinking about it. I wasn't it. overthinking it. You no, were just like, I'm just, just, yeah, I'm just yeah, singing this song. That's as authentic song. as yep. it's ever going to sound. Mm-hmm. This yep. is a song, I think you yeah. even said, oh, I mean, I'll, I'll do it better later. Ideally. But like, you were so comfortable. That was, that was your take. Mm-hmm. Ideally, before you assumed the role of drummer in the band, um, wanted to record the song live. To kind of capture that, mm-hmm. and then it was like, well, wait a second, how's how he going to do it? Play yeah. drums and guitar and sing and, and sing, yeah, and yeah. it'd be kind of crazy. So we just kind of went back and yeah, just kind of restructured. Yeah, it. I don't it, know enough it, about the recording levels. process, but yeah, ideally, it's like, well, let's get four or five guys in a room and right. and do mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and then we'll overdub as needed. Again, right. you know, mm-hmm. I just think that something magical happens when you have people that can play their instruments well with each other. Mm-hmm that you just can't recreate. Yeah. So. Totally. I mean, we came pretty close in doing it in sections yeah. and, and building it. Yeah. But, you know, again, I mean, from the time we did the scratches to the time Sam came in was three weeks, three and a half weeks, something like that. Right. So, I mean, it was a pretty lengthy time of of, of doing it. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. I am with it. I mean, that's the one thing I want to say too. I yeah, I am so proud of it. It's like the recording I always wanted. Uh, working with you guys has been great, and a shout out to Off the Track Studios because oh, I mean, yeah. if you want to, yeah, if you want, and this is what I'll say about you, Drew, right? Because there's a lot of trust that goes involved. Oh, that's totally. involved with yeah. the producer, and I, I explain it like this: like I had my idea, you had your idea of the song just based on hearing it. Mm-hmm. And then somehow you have to meet me at mine without compromising your ideas, without mm-hmm. compromising mine. Mm-hmm. And, and we had disagreements on things. Right. But disagreements, uh, for the betterment of the song, right? Totally. It, it wasn't, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it was a, an easy mm-hmm. explain explanation. <laughs> What's your favorite part of the song? The, 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 <laughs> the drums, the triplet drum fill yeah. that you've, I wasn't didn't sure. want to play it. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was <laughs> um, too over the top. But it I was, remember when I yeah. But but that's one of those things where like when when I'm listening to the scratch, like that's what I was hearing, and I could hear Tony's guitar going brown right. over the top of that, right. which he came in and did without us even talking about it. Right, yeah. which and that's is what funny, I mean when the song is but kind of to be able to go. Okay, this is all going to make sense. These you know. Right. I look at it like it's a jigsaw puzzle. Right. It's like, okay, here's the big picture. This is what I have now. I've got to fill in all the pieces to have it make sense. Right. And yeah, just your vision of it and and how we met. It was it was great. It worked I, out really well. I love the whole process. Mm-hmm. This is uh this is more of a question about the process of like recording and mixing the song. Uh, what at what point is your favorite time to get mix notes? <laughs> You want to hit him or you want me to? <laughs> He's so mad Chris at you right is sitting now. silently. Chris, Chris sits so silently. <laughs> He's stewing over here. Oh, it was great. Good times. Good times. So um, I guess that's that's pretty much it then, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the... Thanks. Yeah, hopefully... The uh, conception of the song up until, you know, the mix notes. And um, yeah, again, the song just about, uh, you know... Well, thank you, Chris, for being here. Tony, thank- thanks for sitting in. Um, it's Thank always, you. always a pleasure. And without further ado, here <laughs> is I Know It's Not Safe like by And The Balloons. Hope you guys like it. Thank Bye. you.
Oh no.